genealogies is something that has existed way before Ancestry.com. Genealogies have been important and they go all the way back to uh, when the Bible was written. It gives a detailed explanation of where a man's uh, family and bloodline does come from. And that's what we get to when we get to Genesis chapter 5. Genesis chapter 5 begins to run down the genealogy of Adam. And if you recall, the way that Genesis chapter 4 ends is kind of running through a short genealogy of Cain. What happened when Cain was thrown out of the garden and he goes to live up on his own. And now we come to Genesis chapter 5. So open your Bible and uh, read with me. Genesis chapter 5. Genesis 5. This is the written account of Adam's line. When God created man, he made him in the likeness of God. He created them male and female and blessed them, and when they were created, he called them man. When Adam had lived 130 years, he had a son in his own likeness, in his own image, and he named him Seth. After Seth was born, Adam lived 800 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Adam lived 930 years, and then he died. When Seth had lived 105 years, he became the father of Enosh, and after he became the father of Enosh, Seth lived 807 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Seth lived 912 years, and then he died. When Enosh had lived 90 years, he became the father of Canaan, and after he became the father of Canaan, Enosh lived 815 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Enosh lived 905 years, and then he died. When Canaan had lived seventy years, he became the father of Mahalalel, and after he became the father of Mahalalel, Canaan lived eight hundred forty years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Canaan lived nine hundred ten years, and then he died. When Mahalalel had lived sixty-five years, he became the father of Jared, and after he became the father of Jared, Mahalalel lived eight hundred thirty years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Mahalalel lived eight hundred ninety-five years, and then he died. When Jared had lived one hundred sixty-two years, he became the father of Enoch, and after he became the father of Enoch, Jared lived eight hundred years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Jared lived nine hundred sixty-two years, and then he died. When Enoch had lived sixty-five years, he became the father of Methuselah, and after he became the father of Methuselah, Enoch walked with God three hundred years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Enoch lived three hundred sixty-five years. Enoch walked with God. Then he was no more, because God took him away. When Methuselah had lived 187 years, he became the father of Lamech, and after he became the father of Lamech, Methuselah lived 782 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Methuselah lived 969 years, and then he died. When Lamech had lived 182 years, he had a son. He named him Noah, and said, He will comfort us in the labor and painful toil of our hands, caused by the ground the Lord has cursed. After Noah was born, Lamech lived 595 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Lamech lived 777 years, and then he died. After Noah was 500 years old, he became the father of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now, I believe 
what Moses' intent was here was to give a, a pre-flood genealogy of Adam. So you kind of you can kind of remember from the beginning to the flood. And uh, the reason that we know that this is a, a genealogy uh, in the rundown of the generations of Adam, because uh, we read in verse one, this is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day when God created man, he made him in the likeness of God. And by the way, I'm reading out of uh, the NASB. So we know that God made man in his in his likeness, in his excuse me, in his likeness. Uh, not that God is a person, but we know that in his likeness, it means uh, all the attributes of God. Now, we pick up in uh, verse two and it reads, he created them male and female, and he blessed them and named them man in the day when they were created. Now, we got to remember, this is a Hebrew word 120, man. This is mankind, okay? He didn't mean that he made them male, but he made them man. Now, uh, verse 3, we begin to see where Adam's uh, children after uh, the Cain and Abel situation began to uh pick up here now uh my goal like i mentioned in uh Cain's genealogy is to go into my uh, people of the bible book and give you a little something on each person uh that we read in the bible is like i've mentioned before i think it's important to know a little bit about all the people instead of just the major uh figures but that's proved a little bit harder because a lot of these people i uh, when i did some pre-studying uh there's really not anything about them it just says see whatever the verse is where you read their name and the situation is the same here the same way when i ran down Cain's genealogy uh i run into the same problem here with the generations of adam there's not a uh, out of all the people that are named doesn't really say a lot about a lot of them but we will uh, carry on from there verse 3 when Adam had lived 130 years he became the father of a son in his own likeness according to his image and named him Seth now I believe I'm, I may not have but I may I believe that uh, at the end of chapter 4 I read about Seth now this is the new generation of uh, Adam and Eve this is the new son that will carry on the the, uh, the generations now I would like to point out that I don't believe and I may have mentioned this before but I think it's worth repeating again I don't believe that Adam and Eve uh, only had three children in 130 years I believe that the genealogy is put together for a particular reason uh we know about Cain and Abel, and now we know about Seth. I think that the Lord uh, allowed the people that he chose for whatever reasons they were to be put into these generations, and Noah put them, I'm sorry, Moses put them in according, accordingly. Verse 4 says, then the days after he became the father of Seth, I'm talking about Adam, were 800 years and he had other sons and daughters. Now, that's case in point right there. Uh, he had other sons and daughters. So we know that in the span of 800 years, you can have uh, lots of children, lots and lots of children. Because uh, it doesn't say anything about Eve being deceased yet. So we also believe that he is still with his first wife. We move on to verse five. And this to me is the saddest verse in the Bible. Verse five. So all the days that Adam lived were nine hundred and thirty years and he died. That right there. Saddest verse to me in the entire Bible, because Adam was meant to live on this earth for eternity. 
the Lord and the Lord God didn't create Adam with the thought that well, one day this guy's going to meet his demise. No, he created Adam to have children on this earth forever to enjoy the the pleasures of this earth forever. But we know about the fall of man and uh, here we stand. So it is. Verse six. Seth lived 105 years and became the father of Enosh. Now, I looked up Enosh in my book and it didn't give me anything important about Enosh. I'll continue reading. Then Seth lived 807 years after he became the father of Enosh and he had other sons and daughters. Now, think about all of these years. Lots and lots of children populating the earth. You know, these uh, men were having children with their wives and then they were having uh, grandchildren and and great-grandchildren and great-great-grandchildren. So this is the population beginning to spread on the earth. Verse 8. So all the days of Seth were 912 years and he died. So here we go. Another man dies of natural causes due to our sin nature. Verse 9, Enosh lived 90 years and became the father of Kenan. Verse 10, then Enosh lived 815 years after he became the father of Kenan and he had other sons and daughters. So all the days of Enosh were 905 years and he died. So we see the amount of uh, years that men and, and women were living in this time. Okay, we know that pre-flood, the earth was still in somewhat of its perfect form. The ozone layer was still in uh, attacks, was still attached. Uh, there weren't the holes in it that allowed the sun to get in and other things that uh, pretty much shorten our lifespan from this time, from living eight, nine hundred years to living 170 years down to 120. And now the lifespan is somewhere between, I think, uh, 68 and 80 years. It's considered the average lifespan now. So we've uh, fallen a long way uh, from those days. Verse 12, then Kenan Kenan lived 70 years and became the father of Baha'u'llah, 13. Then Kenan lived 840 years after he became the father of Baha'u'llah and he had other sons and daughters. And as we see, the earth keeps populating. Verse 14, so all the days of Kenan were 910 years and he died. 15. And Mahalalel lived 65 years and became the father of Jared. 16. Then Mahalalel lived 830 years after he became the father of Jared and he had other sons and daughters. And this is pretty self-explanatory. The uh, sons and daughters of of Adam, they just keep uh, producing. 17. So all the days of Mahalalel were 895 years and he died. And we notice that they're all ending the same way. Then Jared lived 162 years and became the father of Enoch. Then Jared lived 800 years after he became the father of Enoch and he had other sons and daughters. So if you can count, if you are counting from Adam and now I am at Enoch who had other sons and daughters, we're talking in the thousands of years now. 20. So all the days of Jared were 962 years, and he died. 21. Enoch lived 65 years and became the father of Methuselah. Okay. So now we get to to Enoch, who is the first interesting character uh, here in the Bible. Uh, 
Enoch is one of Adam's uh, descendants, and this goes back to uh, the beginning when it said that uh, men began to call on the name of the Lord when it says Seth uh, had a son, and when that son was Enosh, and uh, Enoch here will be one of these people. Now, I want to uh, stop for just a moment and touch on something. Uh, you got to understand that these that this genealogy is uh, the best that that Moses could come up with when the Lord had him to do these genealogies. Now, just because at this point from Adam to here, we may be, I don't know, 2,000 years in, let's just say, that doesn't exactly mean that that's what the, this is the point that Moses was making. The, the point that Moses was making was that the world is a couple thousand years old. I go back to what I said in Genesis chapter one. The truth is this, we don't know how old this earth actually is. Okay, we know that God created Adam. It does not say how old Adam was when he created. The only number we actually have is that he was 130 when he became the father of Seth. Okay, now it says in verse 22, uh, Enoch walked with God 300 years after he became the father of Methuselah and he had other sons and daughters. Now, I want to flip over a few pages. Uh, after I read 22, where it says uh, where it says that he became the father of Methuselah and Enoch walked with God. Uh, I'm going to turn over to one more chapter. Go to uh, Genesis six, verse nine. It says these are the records of the generation of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his time. Noah walked with God. Now back to. Enoch, who is also one of Noah's descendants, it also says that he walked with God. Okay? Verse 23. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Now you notice it stops right there. Then we move to verse 24. Enoch walked with God and he was not, for God took him. So what does that mean? Now this is interesting. This is the first this is the first man where it does not say he lived X amount of years and then he died. It says that Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him. So let's do a little, so let's do a little cross-referencing. Turn to 2 Kings chapter 2. 2 Kings chapter 2. And I'm going to read verses 10 and 11 and I'm going to touch on uh, so another situation where it talks about someone, uh, you know, someone uh, was not. He walked with God and he was not. Second Kings chapter two, verses 10 and 11. It reads, he said, you have asked a hard thing that he would be Elijah here. Nevertheless, if you see me when I am taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. As they were going along and talking, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire, which separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind to heaven. Okay, now I want you to go and look at another one, another verse. Go to the New Testament. Go to Hebrews chapter 11. New Testament, Hebrews chapter 11. And what verse was that I needed? Uh, verse five. And it reads, by faith, Enoch was taken up so that he would not see death. And he was not found because God took him up. 
for he obtained the witness that before his being taken up, he was pleasing to God. Now, I want to throw that in there because uh, that's two uh, verses and uh, proof from uh, a couple of different books that talks about uh, being with God and uh, and being no more. And, and it was so. So Enoch didn't die. Enoch, God just took Enoch. So what does that mean? It means he took him directly to heaven. Uh, I believe that's exactly what it means. The same way with Elijah. See, it does. Now, I have heard uh, people say that, well, Enoch went to heaven in his regular body and so did Elijah. But that can't be so because we have all sinned here on this earth and all of us are sinned. Remember, being righteous is not is, does not mean that you're sinless. OK, so what I believe is going on here is that the Lord uh, took uh, Enoch with him in his spiritual body. And he took Elijah the same way, the same spiritual body that you and I will have, a body that will not see corruption and a body that will not give in to the desires of the flesh. So when it says he took him to heaven, Enoch is not, uh, well, it says he took him. Enoch is not chilling in heaven in his regular earthly body, because if he was, then he would be, that means he would be up there forever uh, and he would be full of sin. Remember, when you are in God's presence, you are in the presence of eternity. Time stops when you're with God because God is not confined by time. So just remember that it, it does say that he took Enoch, but Enoch is in his spiritual body. We will continue on with uh, verse uh, 25, which says that Methuselah lived 187 years and became the father of Lamech. 26. Then Methuselah lived 782 years after he became the father of Lamech and he had other sons and daughters. Pretty straightforward. I will continue to verse 27. So all the days of Methuselah were 969 years and he died. Now, according to the Bible, which is our record, this was the oldest uh, living person ever. Okay, there hasn't been anybody definitely in our time near this. And back then, this is the oldest uh, recorded person to ever live. It kind of it's like that old saying you, you may have heard people say uh, so and so was old as Methuselah. Well, this is where they get this from, because he was the oldest recorded uh, human being. Verse 28, and Lamech lived 182 years and became the father of a son. 29. Now he called his name Noah. And what did Lamech say? This one shall give us rest from our work and from the toil of our hands, arising from the ground which the Lord has cursed. So now Lamech has a son and his son's name is Noah. Now, I'm, go I'm pretty sure that if when I flip in my book, I'm pretty sure I can find something on Noah since Noah was a uh, was more of a, a major figure. So let me see if it's going to be too long. Uh, well, you know what? It's uh, it's it's a little bit of reading, but I'm going to read it anyway because uh, you know this is a, a relatively short chapter. So I am at uh, verse 29, and I will come back to that, and I will read you a little something of what it says about Noah. The son of Lamech and the grandson of Methuselah, Noah appears in the 10th generation after Adam in the genealogies of Genesis, singled out by God to preserve life on earth when all others proved undeserving. He became the center of one of the most familiar stories found in the Bible. 
Noah and his family lived in a world so violent and so wicked that God decided he would not allow humans to exist any longer. However, in the midst of this decedence, there was one man, Noah, who had faith in God and lived a righteous and blameless life. God revealed to Noah his plan to destroy not only corrupt humanity, but the physical earth in its entirety by, uh, by a deluge of water not yet known to humankind. That's important. So righteous was Noah that God made a covenant with him, a promise of safety for him and his family, and a place of preservation for two of every animal on the earth. In preparation for the flood waters, God gave Noah a 120-year project, telling him to build an ark of cypress wood coated with pitch inside and out. God gave him precise instructions and dimensions. It was to be 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 400 and and uh, I'm sorry, and 45 feet tall. Noah did everything just as God commanded. The task of gathering every kind of animal together in one place was improbable, but God helped by delivering the animals to him. Noah put the animals into the huge seafaring zoo, and when he and his wife, sons, and daughters-in-law all safely entered the ark, God closed the door. Noah was a little over 600 years old when God released the floodwaters and caused underground springs to burst open. Noah made the ark his home, managing his family and overseeing the feeding and cleaning of the animals while the rains fell for 40 days and 40 nights on the entire earth. After 150 days, the waters had receded enough to reveal the mountaintops and Noah and his uh, managery uh, landed on the mountains of Ararat. So that kind of gives you a little idea into the life of, of Noah and who Noah and who Noah is. Okay. I will pick it back up at verse 29, which says, Lamech said, this one will give us rest from our work and from the toil of the of our hands arises from the ground, which the Lord has cursed. And we know that that goes back to the beginning with, with uh, our original father, Adam. Verse 30. Then Lamech lived 595 years after he became the father of Noah, and he had other sons and daughters. 31. So all the days of Lamech were 777 years, and he died. Now, what we have here is we know that Noah is going to build the ark coming up in chapter 6, and we know that he's going to get on the ark with his uh, wife, his three sons, and their wives. And we know now that all of Noah's forefathers are now all gone. They're all dead. From Adam all the way down to Lamech, they're they're all gone. Now, not all of their necessarily children and grandchildren are gone, but the fathers are all gone. Now we get to verse 32. To my understanding uh, of this verse, uh, it says it gives the order of it talks about Noah's sons, uh, Shem, Ham, and Japhat. But the research that I came up with, to the best of my knowledge, is that Japhat is the is the oldest, which I don't understand why he was listed last. Well, how do I know that? We read verse 32. And Noah was 500 years old and Noah became the father of Shem, Ham and Japhat. Now, uh, through my study and study, I realized that uh, Japhat was actually the oldest with Shem being second and Ham being the youngest. 
Okay. And why were these three sons mentioned? Now, nobody else in this genealogy does it uh, talk about three sons. It always gives this person begot this son and then that son begot this son. But for some reason here, uh, the three sons, uh, Shem, Ham and Japheth are mentioned in this uh, generation. And the reason that I think it is, is because these were the ones who would go on the uh, ark with Noah and would preserve uh, life from here on out. All right, that is uh, Genesis chapter 5, a pretty straightforward chapter, giving us the generations of Adam, uh, the first man created. Father, we thank you for the word. I thank you for the privilege, because that's what it is, Father, the privilege of allowing me to go through your word and uh, the privilege that you give others to uh, study the words themselves, Father, and to learn the word. We thank you, and we give you honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.